Good morning. Before I go on, I do have to say one little thing, okay? And I just, I have to. I just have to say it. You know, I, I always tease and call this the Life Point Boy Band. You know, and did anybody else notice that Dwayne and Tim were dressed the same this morning? <laughs> Wasn't that cute? That was really cute. I know. It was funny when Tim walked in, I was like, um, y'all are dressed the same. And Tim's like, um, Jill and Kelly, bring me a different shirt. But he didn't. And they looked so cute up here together, didn't they? <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to say, I know, that's okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on, I'm sorry, but I had to say it. I had to say it. it was, I couldn't help myself. So I'm making my annual Mother's Day appearance like I always do. Um, so, uh, and you guys know me well enough to know that I'd much rather be singing to you this morning. I will say that, um, and it probably helps that I teach a lot now that, uh, you know, teach Sunday school. I, I am more comfortable. I, I, I feel like I'm much more comfortable speaking to you guys. But I was telling Dwayne this morning, the difference is, you know, when I teach, I, I have a curriculum and I have an outline and, an, and, a, and it's done for me and I can tweak it and change it how I want. But when you're up here and you have to speak, you're trying to hear from God what he's, you know, what he's telling you. And then you have that extra burden to make sure that you're speaking what he wants you to speak, and you're kind of starting from scratch. So that's that's the big difference. So, you know, how Dwayne does it every Sunday amazes me because you do, and, and Mikey and Trent and Matthew will all attest to this, you have this burden on you that you want to be sure you only speak what God puts on your heart. So that is my prayer today, that I can get it from here and here and out this mouth in a way that you guys understand it and and receive what it is God wants to speak to you this morning. I want to make sure that you guys, you men, don't check out um, just because it's Mother's Day and because you know I usually choose a woman to speak about on Mother's Day. Uh, what I'm talking about today is a universal message. It's a message for everyone, and you know that God already knew every single one of you would be here today. So whether you're man or woman, there's a message for you, so don't check out. Everybody lean in and tune in. And I can promise you, um, God has something for you today. Um, a few uh, weeks back, the women uh, did a book study called Kingdom Woman, and you guys did Kingdom Man, and you know it was just it was an amazing, really really good uh, book study that we did. And as we went through the study, um, there was a particular woman in that study that um, they talked a lot about. Uh, she's a woman that we've all heard about if we've been in church for any amount of time. Um, and um, I was really drawn to her story as we were doing um, this book study, and um, and I started as I started thinking about it, it, it just came to me that I don't think I had ever shared about her on Mother's Day before, which is really surprising because she is she does have such a well known story um, in the Bible, and so I really felt like. God kept bringing me back to her over and over again, so I really felt like she was the one I was supposed to share about for Mother's Day uh, 2021. So this year, we're going to be digging into John chapter 4. Uh, most of our scriptures will be on uh, the screen today. Um, we're going to be talking about the unnamed Samaritan woman, and most of you know her as the woman at the well. Um, and she has an amazing story, and I can't wait to share it with you today. Um, I'm going to paraphrase the story for time's sake because, you know, it is a long story. It takes up a good chunk of chapter 4. Um, 
So if you would like to actually go back and read it for yourself, she, it is John chapter 4, verses 1 through 42. If you want to jot that down, I want to go back and read that story again because it's an awesome story. But I'm going to be paraphrasing it and just touching on some of the scriptures that I really felt God drew me to to share with you the message that I have on, on my heart today. So, um, so my question for you today is, are you thirsty? And I hope your answer is yes. I hope your answer is yes. So we're, we're going to get going, but first I want to pray. Would you pray with me? Father, I love you. And wow, I, I just consider it so humbling, Lord, and such an awesome privilege, Lord, to be used by you today. And that is my prayer, dear God, that you would use me, Lord, that my words would be yours and that I would be able to convey the message that I know your Holy Spirit put in my heart today. Because I know if you put it there, dear God, then it needs to be heard. There's there are people here today who need to hear this message. In fact, I believe every person here needs to hear this message because that's why you have them in the house today. So God, anoint my words and anoint their hearts to hear what it is you want them to hear today and have your way in this place. Change lives and do a mighty work as only you could do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we're going to be in John chapter 4, and, and we're just going to jump in and at the beginning of the story, we see that Jesus is leaving Judea, and he's heading to Galilee. And Jesus, you know, in his ministry, he was always hopping from one town to the next, getting his message out. And so this is what he's doing here. He's been in Judea. There's been a little, little stir going on, which happened a lot with Jesus. And so he's heading to Galilee. And he decides to go through Samaria along the way, which, if you know anything, about that day and age is not a great route for any good Jew to take, is to go through Samaria. Um, the Jews did not like the Samaritans um, because they were not of a pure bloodline. They were half Jew and half heathen, which is basically anybody that wasn't Jewish. So they didn't want anything to do with them. They were not of that pure Jewish uh, bloodline. So already Jesus was doing something that, that most people were, would view as questionable, just taking that detour and going through Samaria. Well, he lands in a, the small village of Sychar, if that's how you pronounce it, that's, what it, that's how I think you pronounce it, and decides to take a rest by the village well. And in, and in towns at that time, the village well was usually somewhere pretty central, um, where a lot of people hung out. But he's there, and he, he's sitting alone at the well. He comes, and he takes a rest. And shortly, a woman comes to the well to draw water, and Jesus asks her for a drink. And uh, it, which may not seem like a big deal, but let's, let's look in the scripture for a minute. So we're going to start in uh, verse 9 in John chapter 4. And Jesus has asked her, would you give me a drink of water? He says, the woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. And she said to Jesus, you're a Jew uh, and I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? She was shocked. First of all, that a Jew was talking to her at all. Second of all, she was a woman. And, and, and maybe you've been there. And this is where it, you know, it kind of took me when I was reading this verse. Um, Jesus kind of shows up in the middle of your, of your ordinary day. And he's asking something of you. And you have no idea why he's asking you. You, ask, you said, what, Lord? You're asking me to do what? What? And, and you're a little bit shocked that he's picking you out and he's asking you this question well here's the reason why and you can write this down in your bulletin it's because Jesus meets you where you are and that's the best way I think to kick off 
this today is to understand that no matter where you are in your walk today, whether you are maybe even haven't taken your first step yet or you're at the very beginning, you're somewhere in the middle or you've been on this journey a really long time, wherever you are, Jesus meets you there. And that's what's good about Jesus. And that's what he did for this woman that day. He is meeting her right where she is. It didn't matter that she was a Samaritan which basically meant at that time she was an outcast, she was underclass, she was despised by the Jews, she was unimportant, unvalued, and basically a second-rate citizen. None of that mattered to Jesus. None of it mattered to Jesus. Not to mention that on top of it all, she was a woman. And in that day and time, Jewish men didn't talk to women in public, not even, uh, you know, other Jewish women, much less a Samaritan woman. So the fact that he was even speaking to her in the middle of the day in public was shocking. But see, here's the deal. This is what's so cool about Jesus. Because if, if you recall, Jesus was in the flesh then, so he couldn't be everywhere at one time. But for that particular day, he chose to be with her. He chose to make a detour to be with her. Jesus had an appointment with her. He had a divine appointment with the Samaritan woman that day. And nothing was going to keep him from her that day. So whatever makes you think that you're not good enough, smart enough, or just enough, it doesn't matter. Jesus wants to interrupt your ordinary. Because here's the deal. This is your next fill in the blank. We all have a divine appointment with Jesus. In fact, you know what? I would, I would even venture to say across our lifetime, we probably have several divine appointments with Jesus. When he chooses to go out of his way to meet with us, call us out, call us to do something, do something special in our lives, probably several times over our lifetime, we have a divine appointments with Jesus. He shows up in the middle of your ordinary, everyday routine, and you know, you just know he's there for you. You know he's there for you to ask something of you to drop a little nugget in your spirit, but you just know. And it's even hard to explain, but you just know. You just feel it. You know he's there. Look in verse 10. It says, this is Jesus' response to her. He says, Jesus replied, if, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you'd ask me, and I would give you living water. So here, here Jesus has initiated this whole conversation with her, right? She just showed up to get some water, and he initiates the conversation, this whole confrontation. He started this just by simply asking her for a drink. But here's the deal, and this is what's really cool. In reality, he was actually there to offer her something. He may have started off the conversation by saying, I need you to do this for me. But in the end, he was making an offering to her. Jesus invited her to an interaction, a conversation, a discussion because he had a gift for her, and he does the same thing for us all the time, every day. It may, came it may come across as something he's asking of us, but it's always something beneficial for us. Jesus comes to us in these divine moments, and he asks something of us, and we may think it's crazy just like the Samaritan woman thought when he approached her. It's just too crazy. It's just too much. It's, di it's just too big. Why me, Lord? He may be, you know, I'd be asking you to serve in the nursery or to teach a class. Oh, my goodness. Or start a ministry. Oh, 
Seriously? I know. Or, or, or to take somebody to lunch that you barely know. Or maybe even to invite somebody to church. Or maybe he's asking you to give something up. A relationship. A habit. A lifestyle that he knows not, is not good for you. But in reality, when we say yes to whatever it is he's asking of us, we are the one that receives a blessing in the end, reaping a benefit. He is actually doing something for us, whether it's growing our faith, whether it's strengthening our walk with him, whether he's redirecting our path, ordering our steps, opening doors we thought were closed to us giving us a more abundant life or molding and shaping us to be more like him. He is quenching that thirst that is in all of us that we are seeking out all the time. He's doing something in us to, to quench a thirst that nothing else will, meeting us where we are at the point of our need. So maybe you're still thirsty because you just keep saying no when he asks you something. If we really thought that um, all Jesus' plans for us were perfect, that all he wanted for us was good, if we trusted that his plans were always the best and that only he could supply what we need, then we would actually be probably taking the initiative ourselves and saying, Jesus, what can I do for you that will fulfill your will and give me the abundant life I'm longing for? How can I serve you? What can I give up for you? Because Jesus said, if only you knew the gift of God, you'd ask me. And the deal is, most of us in this building today, we already know what the gift of God is, don't we? We already know in our spirits. We already know what it is. And not only are we not asking him, but we're also saying no to what he is asking of us. So whose court does that fall in if you're having issues today? So here's the question, which is, which is also the title of the message today. You can write this down in big, bold, fat letters if you want to. How thirsty are you? How thirsty are you really today? Because that, that's going to play a lot into how you answer Jesus. A lot of people claim to want more of him and want, want to do his will and want to follow him. But they never quite do. So how thirsty are you really? How thirsty are you really? See, this woman, she could have easily ignored Jesus. She could have walked away. She could refuse to let him interrupt her everyday routine. But she stayed and she listened. And guess what? Her life was changed. For the better, forever, forever. It wasn't just a one-time thing. It was a forever change to her life, simply because she said yes to what Jesus asked of her. So if you look there in verses 13 and 14, and this is the verse I packed up at the top of the message too, it says, Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Whatever Jesus has for you, it is everlasting. And it will work in your life every day of your life to make your life better and more abundant. But you know what? You have to say yes. 
You have to take it. The water she was drawing every day was part of her daily routine to get what she needed to make it through the day, just like the water the world offers through relationships and careers and just the stuff of life. But they will never truly fulfill us. They will never quench our thirst, and we will try every single one of them searching for something to fill that void, to fill our unsatisfied soul. But here's the deal. You can write this down. Only Jesus can quench our thirsty soul. He's the only one. He's the only one. I don't care where you look and how deep you you dig, where you search it out to fill whatever your longing is. There is only one who can quench your thirsty soul, and that is Jesus. You guys are so quiet today. As we read on, we're going to find out that this woman, she did the exact same thing. You know, she, she did the exact same thing that we do. Um, and, and before we judge her, we're going to take our halos off because we've all looked at ways to satisfy our thirsty soul, and it wasn't Jesus. And you know it wasn't. It wasn't Jesus. We've all done it. I'm not saying y'all. I'm saying us, all of us. We've all done it. It wasn't the living water. Verse 15, please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again, and I, I won't have to come here to get this water. See, she's, she's still kind of thinking superficially at this point. She'll, she's still thinking of this water, the only water that she's familiar with, the water from the well. Then I won't have to come back and get this water anymore. But if you look on in verse 16, it says, he says, this is, this is where it gets real, okay? This is where it gets real with Jesus. He says, hey, go get your husband. She said, I don't have a husband. Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Jesus called her out. You ever been there when Jesus called you out? It's not fun. Not fun when Jesus calls you out. He points to the very thing that she's been filling her soul with instead of the living water. She'd been searching out acceptance and love through relationships, all these years, and he's pointing out to her, yeah, you're right. That's exactly what you've been doing. And we've been there. We've been there when we've been face-to-face with Jesus, and he's calling you, and he's asking you, asking something of you, right, to a better life, and you make excuses. And Jesus has the nerve to agree with you. He says, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you've been laying out of church. You've been hanging out with the wrong people. You've been going to the wrong places. You've been neglecting your prayer life. You, you haven't been in the Word. You've been doing things you know you shouldn't be doing. Yep, you're right. All that's true. And you know he's calling you out, and his Holy Spirit's convicting you, and he's calling you on to something better. But you've got to make a choice, right? That's, that's where the rubber meets the road. You've got to make a choice. How thirsty are you? How much do you want him to say yes to whatever he's asking of you? Because you see, Jesus already knows all about you. He already knows. You can't hide. Nothing is hidden from him. He knows where you are and what you're dealing with and the struggles that you have and how much you've messed up. And he's going to agree with you. Everything, every excuse you give him to tell him why you can't say yes to him, he's going to say, yep, you're right. You did all those things. He already knew about her stained life, and he wanted to give her God's gift anyway. That's how good he is. 
He wanted something better for her, and that's what, he, that's what he's always doing for all of us. He's working things out for our good. We just get that through our thick skulls, right? So then because of all this inside info that Jesus has told her and that he, he has on her, she, she immediately makes the assumption that he's a prophet. And she begins to ask him about the right place to worship. She's like, okay, I know the Samaritans think we should worship here, and I know the Jews think we should worship here. And it, it's funny to me because she really already knew all the church answers. You know, she knew what the answers were to her questions. She, so, so I have a feeling she knew what was right, but was still making the wrong choices with her life. Why? Why? When we know... When we know what's right, when we know the right answers, when we know the church answers, why do we still continue to make the, the wrong choices? Because she knew with her head and not with her heart. She really hadn't tasted the living water. And there's a big difference in knowing Jesus and knowing Jesus. So Jesus answers her very profoundly in verse 23. He said, but the time is coming. Indeed, it's even here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. Because, you see, she could worship. She knew all about the places to worship and where the Samaritans would worship or where the Jews would worship. But what Jesus was telling her that she could worship in spirit and truth, and that meant she was free to worship and not have to try to hide anything from God. She could be honest with herself and with God and still be accepted and loved by him. He was offering her freedom. You know, so many times we, we feel like we have to take a step back because we don't have our act together. None of us have our act together, but we've got to take a step to live in freedom and know that we can come to Jesus just as we are and worship him and love him, and he will accept us right where we are. Does he want to leave us there? No, but he will accept us right where we are, and we can worship him and not have to hide anything from him. This woman was living a life that she was ashamed of. That's why she was drawing water in the hottest part of the day. See, most of the women would come in the mornings before it got too hot and draw their water. But she was coming in the hottest part of the day to draw her water. So she wouldn't have to interact with the other women, receive their judgment, or probably even their dirty looks that they would probably give her. She was going through life settling for less when Jesus wanted to give her more. This had just become who she was and what she had settled into. This was just life as she knew it, and she had accepted it. So write this down. Don't settle for less. When Jesus wants to give you more, he wants to give you so much more. And we're so guilty, all of us, of settling for less than the best when it comes to what he has for us. Jesus wanted her to experience eternal joy, and she had settled for temporary satisfaction. We're all guilty of that. She was going to the well every day, to meet her daily needs. At the only time she thought was acceptable for who she was, it was her routine. She was doing what she thought she should do, but she was settling. She was settling for a life that was so much less than the best that Jesus had for her. And we do it so many times. 
And many of us are coming to the well because it's our routine. It's what we're supposed to do, but we're settling for less than God's best. We come to church on Sunday. We sing the songs. We hear the preacher, and then we leave, never receiving the living water that Jesus offers us and settling for less. And then my question is, is that where you are today? Because you don't have to stay there. That can change before you leave the service today. It's just simply saying yes to whatever Jesus is asking of you today. So every day she went to this well for water. And every day we go through the motions to meet our temporary needs. But on that day, Jesus had a divine appointment with her and he offered her the living water. And she was right there with him face to face. But you know what? Just being near the water doesn't count. You have to still have to do something with it, don't you? She was right there face to face with Jesus. And he was offering something to her. But that would, that's not what changed her life. Going to church, carrying your Bible, listening to Christian music are all good. But it's not the same as drinking the water. It's so much more than just going through the motions. It's more than just knowing Jesus. It's doing what Jesus says to do. It's saying yes to what Jesus asks of you. It's so much more. Write this down. You must admit you're thirsty and take a drink. See, Jesus is always offering us the living water. But we have to take it. We have to drink it. He can offer it to us all day long. And not a thing's going to change in our life if we don't say yes and take it and take a big drink of it. Nothing's going to change. Because he is constantly offering the living water to us. No other person or thing can supply what your soul needs. The water of life, the living water, only Jesus. So my question is this. If that's the truth, then what are, what are you waiting for? What in the world are you waiting for? Yeah, I, I, I'm probably going off on a little tangent here for a minute. So you just have to bear with me, okay? I just don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. So many people walking around complaining about their struggles, and Jesus is standing right there in front of them. Seriously, like right there in front of them with a cup of living water, and they won't take it. They'd rather live a less than abundant life and keep going to the well during the part, hottest part of the day and never being satisfied. They'd rather stay in their miserable life. And yeah, anything less than what Jesus has is miserable. It just is. <laughs> I told somebody the other day, I said, you know what, I think the older I get, I just, I'm just going to tell you like it is because I know how good it is with Jesus, and I know how bad it is without Jesus, and either you want him or you don't want him. So you either got to accept the water or don't. Don't tell me you're thirsty when you're not doing anything about it. It drives me crazy when people come and ask me to help them, give them some advice, some biblical direction. I'm just being real, okay? I'm just going to be real with y'all. Most of y'all probably have heard me say this before anyway. And then they don't take it. I'm offering them Jesus. I'm offering them the living water that he wants for them, and they just won't take it. 
They continue to walk around and complain about how miserable their life is and how God won't meet their needs or God won't fix this for them or God won't do this for them. But what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't tell me how thirsty you are and then not take a drink. If you're thirsty, then drink. He's, it's right there. It's right there. It's not like he's run out of water and you're thirsty. If you're thirsty, the water's right there. It's right there. Take a drink. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> it's so funny when God, you know, when, when, when I felt like God was pulling me into her story, you know, there's so many different ways you can go with the woman at the well. It's such a great story. And, and, and if, if you read, if you guys have, you know, been Christian for any amount of time and you, you can read stories and, and every time you read them, God can reveal something different. Every time you read a story, because it's, his word is alive and active. And so I didn't know where he was going to take me with this. But man, y'all, if you're thirsty, just take a drink. Quit being miserable and walking around thirsty all day long. When Jesus is right there offering you everything you need to quench your thirsty soul and give you the life you so long to have, just do it. Just do it. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. Let me get back to the story. So we get to the part of the story when Jesus reveals to her that he is the Messiah. So we're going to start reading in verse 28. It says, The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village, telling everyone, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Let's skip down to verse 39. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, now we believe not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the Savior of the world. See, because she made that decision to believe Jesus was who he said he was, to trust him, to accept the water he offered her, her whole community was changed because of her choice. Her choice. We think that our choices don't matter and they don't want to affect anybody else. Good or bad, our choices affect everybody else. Her whole community was changed. She came to the well that day with shame, guilt, and loneliness, and left with boldness, bravery, and courage. What if she had walked away? What if she had refused Jesus' offer? Not only would her life stay unchanged, but her community would have remained unchanged. Accepting the living water not only changed her, but also the lives of countless others. And who knows how many generations were impacted because this woman accepted what Jesus offered to her. We could be changing our family tree when we say yes to Jesus. What friends or family members' lives will be changed because you choose to accept the living water. What amazing ministry could catapult in this church because you accept the living water. Are you willing to abandon your agenda and your plans and your hang-ups and act on what God is asking of you today? Are you ready to stop making excuses and just say, yes, I want it? 
I'm really thirsty, and I really, really want it, Lord. I want to take the water, and I want to take a big drink, and I want to keep drinking it every day. Question is, are you ready to say yes to Jesus? Listen, I think, I was thinking about this this morning. You know, I think that this pandemic and quarantine, it got us all trained to stay, stay. Don't move, don't go anywhere, don't do anything. Just stay, stay. And we got to get out of that mindset, y'all. We got to get out of that mindset. We've, we have to get in the mindset that we're moving forward. We're saying yes. Whatever you're asking of me, Lord, whatever you're offering me today, my answer is yes, and I'm moving forward. Whatever it is you want of me today. So I'm going to ask you again, and I, I, put this, I put this another blank for you to write it down again because it is the question of the day. How thirsty are you? How thirsty are you? And that might take some self-reflection and you taking inventory of your soul. Am I really thirsty? Do I really want more of Jesus? Do I really want to say yes to him? Do I really, really want everything he has for me? Or do I want to just stay stuck where I am today and just keep living this routine, day-to-day, humdrum, miserable, less-than-abundant life? It may mean that you're, you're saying yes to salvation. You may be at the very beginning of the journey. You may be saying yes to salvation. You may be saying yes to a calling, a ministry, an act of service, a change in your lifestyle. It may be God asking you to take a step of faith. It may be you doing what you have. Man, listen, saying yes today might be the step to the breakthrough you've been searching for for so long. What if you're the one holding it up? God's just waiting for you to say yes. You've been waiting for a breakthrough, and you say yes to God, man, and here it comes. Whatever it is, how thirsty are you? How bad do you want God and you want his best? Because he wants to change your life. He wants to change your life. So what are you waiting for? See, it's called living water for a reason. Because you don't really start living until you accept the living water. Until you say yes to whatever he's asking of you, what he's offering you. See, living water is anything, anything that Jesus offers or asks of you. That's what the living water is that takes you from existence and from everyday life to really living. It's anything he asks or offers you is living water because it's coming from Jesus. So it's only got to be good, right? It's only got to be good. You're just existing and going through the motion. So what are you waiting for? Don't get stagnant. Don't get stuck. You know what? You might even be a longtime Christian today, and God still wants you to go further. Wherever you are in your walk, you just need to say yes today. Quit saying no. Quit turning your face away from the living water that he's trying to offer you. You're only hurting yourself. You're only going to stay thirsty. You're only going to stay stuck and miserable where you are until you say yes to whatever it is he's asking of you or offering you today. Romans 8, 28, one of my favorite verses. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So if you really love God, and you know he has a perfect plan and purpose for your life, why would you not want to accept what he's offering you? Again, I don't get it. I just don't get it. 
It is for your good. It is all good. In fact, it is the absolute best you could ever want for your life. It just is. But you know what? Going back to if, if, if you haven't even taken that first step to give him your life, to give your life to him and you experienced his love and, and loving him back, then you know what? Today's the perfect day to accept him as your savior and start start partaking of his living water that he offers you every day. What are you waiting for? How thirsty are you really? That's the question. You need to ask yourself, Am I re- do I really want all of Jesus? Do I really want everything he's offering to me? Am I really thirsty for him today? So this is what I want to do as, as we get ready to close. I, I, I want to give a twofold altar call. Because I think there are two types of people in here today. Like I said, maybe, maybe you haven't even accepted him as your savior yet. Christ loves you and he wants to offer you eternal joy in exchange for your temporary satisfaction. Man, today's the day to say yes to him. Yes, God, I, want, I, I accept you as my savior. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I want you. I want you to be my Lord and Savior. It's a perfect day for that. But then maybe there's some of you who are just putting off taking that next step that Christ is calling you to. He wants to change your season. He wants to change your life for the better. So those are the two people I'm talking to today. And that that should, I think, probably cover everybody in here. Because I don't think there's anybody that God's not wanting you to take a next step. There's nobody that he's just saying, you're good, just stay right there. He's all calling us all to something better. And maybe, maybe some of you have said yes, but maybe some of you are finding him and you're saying, nope, not that thirsty. And I hope, that, I, hope, I hope today you'll change your mind. I hope today you'll change your mind. Because you will never be fully satisfied. Your thirst will never be quenched until you say yes to Jesus. And that's what I want for you more than anything today. For you to say yes to whatever it is he's asking of you. So if everybody will just bow their heads. And maybe you are one who says, no, I, I haven't accepted Jesus as my Savior yet. And I want to I do that today. And nobody's looking around. And this is a completely private moment except for me. I just ask you, just slip your hand up and say, I don't know him yet. I want him to be my Savior. Just slip your hand up. And I want to pray for you today. Amen. And then maybe there are some of you who you you keep saying you want more of Jesus. You want your life to change. You want something better. But you're not drinking of that living water. And he's and he's been calling to you. And he's been a, he's been asking things of you and offering things to you. And you keep pushing away. So if that's you today, and, and you want to change your life for the better, and today's the day that you want to say, yes, Lord, I want your living water. I'm saying yes to your living water today. If that's you today, slip your hand up. I'm going to wait a minute because I don't feel like I can move on because I, I feel like there's still some of you are pushing back 
You know he has more for you. You know he's been calling you and offering you and asking you, and you keep pushing away. Say yes today, please. Please say yes today. See, because I've been to the place where I said no to the living water that he offered me, and it's not a good place to be. But say yes. Let him quench that thirst that you've been longing for for so long. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like the living water of Christ. So I'm going to ask one more time. If you've been putting off taking that next step and you know that Christ is calling you to partake of his living water, to take another step, to say yes to something he's asking, something of you, he's offering something to you, raise your hand. And I want to pray for you today. I've, I've shared to the best of my ability everything that you put on my heart because I know God it was for everyone in this building today dear God so I pray if there's one who needed to respond that didn't Lord I pray that you would deal with their hearts Lord, Lord in a heavy way this week remind them of how much they need you Lord I pray if there's one that already didn't raise their hand who hasn't received you as their Savior yet, dear God, deal with them this week. God, that they would seek you out and accept you as their Lord and Savior. Now, I'm not going to pressure anybody, but I, I will say that these altars are open. And if you feel so inclined that you would like to come and pray, and just ask God just, just to publicly say, I'm, I want to accept this living water, this next step you're calling me to, Lord. Somebody will meet you here and pray with you, and I'd I would love for you to take that 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 public step that says I'm accepting this living water today, Lord. I'm, I'm ready to take that next step that you've called me to. So I'm going to give give you just a just a, a minute or so to go ahead and come if you raised your hand this morning. Like I said, I'm not going to pressure you, but I'm going to give you a minute to make that decision. There's just something about stepping out. Jesus. Some of you who may feel led to come and just pray with, pray with these guys. I'd love for you to come pray with them. Father, you have so much good to offer us. And we walk around in this life accepting less than your best and then having the nerve to complain about it. We just get used to our everyday routine and we we stay in that miserable place, dear God. We're staying constantly thirsty. 
because we won't just say yes to whatever you're calling us to or whatever you're calling us away from. Dear God, so these who have raised their hands and these who have stepped forward today, dear God, I pray, Lord, you would give them that boldness just like you gave the Samaritan woman to step out and do what you've called them to do. Do do what you're asking of them today, Lord, that they would live the abundant life that you've called them to, dear God. I just believe, Lord, that these who have raised their hands, these who have stepped out this morning, Lord, you're going to begin to do amazing things in them because they're saying yes to you. How could you not do something amazing in their hearts and lives? Dear God, this abundant life that you're offering them. They say yes today, Lord. They say yes today, Lord. So your living water, dear God, just fill them up with your living water every day, Lord, and let them remember to go back daily. And, and, and take another drink every day of the living water that you offer. Lord, help us all in this building not to forget to every day go and accept and take a drink of the living water that you offer us. Lord, that's what gets us through. That's what's helped us accomplish what you've called us to do. Helps us to live the abundant life you've called us to. That empowers us to do what you've called us to do, God. We could change lives just by changing our lives. We could change families by changing our lives. We could change generations. We could change our family tree, dear God, just by saying yes today, Lord. So, God, thank you for your word that is alive. Thank you for your word that goes forth. Thank you for your living water that you offer us. Lord Jesus, give us the strength to always say yes and to never push away. Help us to know that when we're thirsty, you are the one that we turn to to quench our thirst. Jesus is the only one who can quench our thirsty soul, and there is no other. Dear God, so help us to remember that, Lord. And I'm trusting you, God, that you're going to take my words that were anointed by you, God, to penetrate their hearts, to stay true in their minds, dear God, so that they can do what you've called them to do, that they can taste the living water every day of their lives, dear God. Lord, I thank you, and I'm humbled. I'm humbled today, Lord, by the work that, that you do through your servants, dear God. You're a good God, and that's how much you love us. But you interrupt our day to set a divine appointment with each one of us so that you can work things out for our good, for our best, because you are a good, good Father. God, I love you, and I thank you for this day. I pray your blessings on everyone in this building, especially on the women and the moms, Lord, who are here today. Let them feel your love. God, give us a good week. Walk with us, talk with us, and let us every morning wake up and receive your living water that you so freely offer us, Lord. I love you. I thank you. I thank you, God, so much. And I ask and believe all these things in the powerful and precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you guys for putting up with me (laughs) and allowing me to share with you today. It is always humbling 
when you see God work. And so, man, maybe you, maybe you didn't have the courage to raise your hand today. But I'm praying for you, and I'm believing that even, that the, you know, that God's word doesn't go forth void. So I'm believing that even throughout the week, the word that went out today is going to continually go out. And it's going to come to your mind and your heart this week and remind you so that even if you didn't take that step today, that perhaps this week you will take a step and receive the living water that Jesus offers you. I love you guys, and I pray that you have an awesome week and a happy Mother's Day. Thank you.